This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. What do you do when it seems like everybody else is getting their dreams and you're not? Heather Thompson Day's book, It's Not Your Turn, may be just the right thing for you. Stay tuned until the end of the episode to find out more. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 1 Kings chapter 4, verses 20 through 34. Solomon's wealth and fame. The people of Judah and Israel were as innumerable as the sand on the seashore. They had plenty to eat and drink and were happy. Solomon ruled all the kingdoms from the Euphrates River to the land of the Philistines, as far as the border of Egypt. These kingdoms paid tribute as Solomon's subjects throughout his lifetime. Each day Solomon's royal court consumed 30 cores of finely milled flour, 60 cores of cereal, 10 calves fattened in the stall, 20 calves from the pasture, and 100 sheep, not to mention rams, gazelles, deer, and well-fed birds. His royal court was so large because he ruled over all the kingdoms west of the Euphrates River, from Tipsa to Gaza. He was at peace with all his neighbors. All the people of Judah and Israel had security. Everyone from Dan to Beersheba enjoyed the produce of their vines and fig trees throughout Solomon's lifetime. Solomon had 4,000 stalls for his chariot horses and 12,000 horses. The district governors acquired supplies for King Solomon and all who ate in his royal palace. Each was responsible for one month in the year. They made sure nothing was lacking. Each one also brought to the assigned location his quota of barley and straw for the various horses. God gave Solomon wisdom and very great discernment. The breadth of his understanding was as infinite as the sand on the seashore. Solomon was wiser than all the men of the East and all the sages of Egypt. He was wiser than any man, including Ethan, the Ezraite or Heman, Calcol, and Darda, the sons of Mahol. He was famous in all the neighboring nations. He composed 3,000 proverbs and 1,005 songs. He produced manuals on botany, describing every kind of plant, from the cedars of Lebanon to the hyssop that grows on walls. He also produced manuals on biology, 
describing animals, birds, insects, and fish. People from all nations came to hear Solomon's display of wisdom. They came from all the kings of the earth who heard about his wisdom. 2 Chronicles chapter 1, verses 14-17 through 17. Solomon's Wealth Solomon accumulated chariots and horses. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horses. He kept them in assigned cities and in Jerusalem. The king made silver and gold as plentiful in Jerusalem as stones. Cedar was as plentiful as sycamore fig trees are in the foothills. Solomon acquired his horses from Egypt and from Q. The king's traders purchased them from Q. They paid 600 silver pieces for each chariot from Egypt and 150 silver pieces for each horse. They also sold chariots and horses to all the kings of the Hittites and to the kings of Syria. 1 Kings chapter 10, verses 1 through 13. Solomon entertains a queen. When the queen of Sheba heard about Solomon, she came to challenge him with difficult questions. She arrived in Jerusalem with a great display of pomp, bringing with her camels carrying spices, a very large quantity of gold and precious gems. She visited Solomon and discussed with him everything that was on her mind. Solomon answered all her questions. There was no question too complex for the king. When the queen of Sheba saw for herself Solomon's extensive wisdom, the palace he had built, the food in his banquet hall, his servants and attendants, their robes, his cupbearers, and his burnt offerings, which he presented in the Lord's temple, she was amazed. She said to the king, The report I heard in my own country about your wise sayings and insight was true. I did not believe these things until I came and saw them with my own eyes. Indeed, I didn't hear even half the story. Your wisdom and wealth surpass what was reported to me. Your attendants who stand before you at all times and hear your wise sayings are truly happy. May the Lord your God be praised because he favored you by placing you on the throne of Israel. Because of the Lord's eternal love for Israel, he made you king so you could make just and right decisions. She gave the king 120 talents of gold and a very large quantity of spices and precious gems. The quantity of the spices the Queen of Sheba gave King Solomon has never been matched. Haram's fleet, which carried gold from Ophir, also brought from Ophir a very large quantity of fine timber and precious gems. With the timber, the king made supports for the Lord's temple and for the royal palace and strained instruments for the musicians. No one has seen so much of this fine timber to this very day. King Solomon gave the Queen of Sheba everything she requested, besides what he had freely offered her. Then she left and returned to her homeland with her attendants. Second Chronicles chapter 9, verses 1-28 through 28. Solomon entertains a queen. When the Queen of Sheba heard about Solomon, she came to challenge him with difficult questions. She arrived in Jerusalem with a great display of pomp, bringing with her camels carrying spices, a very large quantity of gold and precious gems. She visited Solomon and discussed with him everything that was on her mind. Solomon answered all her questions. There was no question too complex for the king. When the queen of Sheba saw for herself Solomon's wisdom, the palace he had built, the food in his banquet hall, his servants and attendants in their robes, his cupbearers in their robes, and his burnt sacrifices, which he presented in the Lord's temple. She was amazed. She said to the king, 
The report I heard in my own country about your wise sayings and insight was true. I did not believe these things until I came and saw them with my own eyes. Indeed, I didn't even hear half the story. Your wisdom surpasses what was reported to me. Your attendants who stand before you at all times and hear your wise sayings are truly happy. May the Lord your God be praised because he favored you by placing you on his throne as the one ruling on his behalf. Because of your God's love for Israel and his lasting commitment to them, he made you king over them so you could make just and right decisions. She gave the king 120 talents of gold and a very large quantity of spices and precious gems. The quantity of spices the Queen of Sheba gave King Solomon has never been matched. Horam's servants, aided by Solomon's servants, brought gold from Ophir, as well as fine timber and precious gems. With the timber, the king made steps for the Lord's temple and royal palace, as well as stringed instruments for the musicians. No one had seen anything like them in the land of Judah before that. King Solomon gave the Queen of Sheba everything she requested more than what she had brought him. Then she left and returned to her homeland with her attendants. Solomon's Wealth Solomon received 666 talents of gold per year, besides what he collected from the merchants and traders. All the Arabian kings and the governors of the land also brought gold and silver to Solomon. King Solomon made 200 large shields of hammered gold. 600 measures of hammered gold were used for each shield. He also made 300 small shields of hammered gold. 300 measures of gold were used for each of those shields. The king placed them in the palace of the Lebanon forest. The king made a large throne decorated with ivory and overlaid it with pure gold. There were six steps leading up to the throne, and a gold footstool was attached to the throne. The throne had two armrests with a statue of a lion standing on each side. There were 12 statues of lions on the six steps one lion at each end of each step. There was nothing like it in any other kingdom. All of King Solomon's cups were made of gold, and all the household items in the palace of the Lebanon forest were made of pure gold. There were no silver items, for silver was not considered very valuable in Solomon's time. The king had a fleet of large merchant ships manned by Horm's men that sailed the sea. Once every three years, the fleet came into port with cargoes of gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. King Solomon was wealthier and wiser than any of the kings of the earth. All the kings of the earth wanted to visit Solomon to see him display his God-given wisdom. Year after year, visitors brought their gifts, which included items of silver, items of gold, clothes, perfume, spices, horses, and mules. Solomon had 4,000 stalls for his chariot horses and 12,000 horses. He kept them in assigned cities and also with him in Jerusalem. He ruled all the kingdoms from the Euphrates River to the land of the Philistines, as far as the border of Egypt. The king made silver as plentiful in Jerusalem as stones. Cedar was as plentiful as sycamore fig trees are in the foothills. Solomon acquired horses from Egypt and from all the lands. Psalm 72. For Solomon. O God, grant the king the ability to make just decisions. Grant the king's son the ability to make fair decisions. Then he will judge your people fairly and your oppressed ones equitably. The mountains will bring news of peace to the people and the hills will announce justice. 
He will defend the oppressed among the people. He will deliver the children of the poor and crush the oppressor. People will fear you as long as the sun and moon remain in the sky for generation after generation. He will descend like rain on the mound grass, like showers that drench the earth. During his days, the godly will flourish. Peace will prevail as long as the moon remains in the sky. May he rule from sea to sea and from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. Before him, the coastlands will bow down and his enemies will lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and the coastlands will offer gifts. The kings of Sheba and Seba will bring tribute. All kings will bow down to him. All nations will serve him. For he will rescue the needy when they cry out for help, and the oppressed who have no defender. He will take pity on the poor and needy. The lives of the needy he will save. From harm and violence he will defend them. He will value their lives. May he live. May they offer him gold from Sheba. May they continually pray for him. May they pronounce blessings on him all day long. May there be an abundance of grain in the earth. On the tops of the mountains may it sway. May its fruit trees flourish like the forests of Lebanon. May its crops be as abundant as the grass of the earth. May his fame endure. May his dynasty last as long as the sun remains in the sky. May they use his name when they formulate their blessings. May all nations consider him to be favored by God. The Lord God, the God of Israel, deserves praise. He alone accomplishes amazing things. His glorious name deserves praise forevermore. May his majestic splendor fill the whole earth. We agree. We agree. This collection of the prayers of David, son of Jesse, ends here. New Testament reading. Luke chapter 20, verses 41 through 44. The Messiah, David's son and Lord. But he said to them, How is it that they say that the Christ is David's son? For David himself says in the book of Psalms, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. If David then calls him Lord, How can he be his son? Mark chapter 12, verses 38 through 40. Warnings about experts in the law. In his teaching, Jesus also said, Watch out for the experts in the law. They like walking around in long robes and elaborate greetings in the marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' property and as a show make long prayers. These men will receive a more severe punishment. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy and righteous God, we thank you, O Lord, for your throne of grace. And we walk towards you today, O Lord, by our prayers, requesting, O Lord, that you would pour out your wisdom in our lives. Would you make us wise? Would you grant us the ability to discern, to not just simply use educational wisdom or knowledge or learning and understanding, but but spirit-filled wisdom, the kind of wisdom that allows us to be able to make hard decisions, not to be able to just discern from things that are obviously right and obviously wrong, oh God, 
but to be able to discern in complicated and difficult matters, O Lord. O God, we need your wisdom right now. We need your wisdom in the, in the places where we find ourselves, our cities or communities or nations, wherever we find ourselves in your world, O God. We need your wisdom. We need your wisdom, O Lord, in issues and conflicts and battles and inside the church. We need your wisdom. We need your guidance, O God, for conflicts and confusion outside the church, O Lord. Would you make it clear to us and to those around us that our words and our silence and our actions, O God, are being guided by your spirit, that wisdom is being poured out onto us, O Lord? God, we pray right now that we would not speak amiss, that we would not act foolishly, that we would not be led simply and alone by academic or textbook knowledge, but that wisdom would inform our practice, that wisdom would inform our behaviors, that wisdom from on high would inform our politics, O God. We pray, O God, that we would be wise people, wise people. And as we look at the type of decisions that Solomon had to make, and the questions that he had to face, he didn't shirk away, O God, or uh, dismiss the questions of Queen Sheba. For this queen, O Lord, a woman of, of great power in her own right, had questions of this king. And Lord God, he doesn't dismiss her questions. He answers each one. And Lord God, help us to be able to give an account when people ask us questions, particularly about our faith, O Lord. Let us not dismiss their legitimate questions and concerns, O God. Grant us wisdom that we might respond in both truth and grace and love and compassion. And Lord God, we pray that you will grant us to have the type of convictions that reflect your character and heart. And let us wear everything else like a loose garment. Let us be fully committed to you, for you are the God who is fully committed to us, the God who has made a covenant with us, and you will not let us go. We thank you, O wise and holy and righteous God. Pour out your spirit today. Amen and amen. Has your Instagram feed made you feel like everyone else is more successful, more fulfilled, and happier than you? If so, you're not alone in wondering when your turn will come. In her book, It's Not Your Turn, Heather Thompson Day unpacks instant gratification and peer comparison in a social media world. She shares how we can learn to walk slowly and trust God to do His work in us, being more present in our relationships rather than striving for premature, image-based success. Here's what to do while you're waiting for your breakthrough so that you can be ready when it's your turn. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code, The Word. That's promo code T-H-E-W-O-R-D at IVPress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. 
Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go, soul, soul, soul.